And I go, you know, I got to stop the meeting right now because you really look like that guy from the 80s who was married to Diane. And he goes, well, I am the same guy. I go, you were, you're Prince Charles? And he goes, yeah. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah. And I go, I don't, I go, okay. And so the guy next to me was a Brit, was mortified. And, um, and, and, I, and, he, and I go, I'm the highest evolution of Brit. And, and uh, as a New Yorker, we've you know, thrown away the shackles of, of monarchy. Welcome to Crossing Fades. Uh, my name is Matt Hawkins. My co-host is John Pitta. And uh, we're recording December 2021 after a long hiatus that I'll explain shortly. Uh, but Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. We wanted to get on here and, yeah, Merry uh, Christmas. and chat about some stuff mostly related to Christmas and traditions and multi-faith experiences. But uh, also wanted to kind of give an update and just kind of a, uh, a end of year kind of wrap up and uh, a chat in part because John and I actually haven't recorded uh, in, in a few months. Um, and so we were itching to do so. I've had some medical issues that have haunted me, um, yeah. but there's uh, some positive reasons to uh, be optimistic. Yeah, I think it's been a John, month. Yeah. I think yeah. It's been a, a solid month and we wanted to close the season out. Uh, you know, we are the reason, you know, it isn't fast that we, that we, uh, that we have been recording. It's just, we, it, you, you have a, uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff that it's going on, but, uh, or going on with you, namely is, uh, we've been, we, you have a heart problem and, uh, and you went in for surgery. Uh, so, and, uh, and so, um, you know, we, I, I, as much as passionate as I am of recording every week and making sure we do it stuff, we've had about four weeks that were a solid four weeks where we had uh, everything that we had in the can and then, and then sort of downtime. I always feel a little bit funny about recording on my own as sort of doing commentary. I think that, I, I think that the quality of giving commentary uh, just to the camera and to the audience is peculiar when you don't. And I think the dynamic of two people is very different because uh, I could certainly talk about all kinds of nonsense and, and I'm sure uh, you know, most people can, but that when you have someone else in the room that you can chat with is very different, but, uh, but you, yeah, conversation, uh, conversation has a, that's a different dynamic. Uh, and I, I appreciate listening more to conversation podcasts than my yeah. podcast anyway. Um, so yeah, the, the so what happened? Was, so yeah. You, so we, we left when you had, you went in for a, 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 some kind of evaluation and they told you you had to go in on a Thursday, you went in on a Tuesday or something and you had to go on a Thursday and then that cascaded into the most recentness, which is it was a, a full on open heart situation. Yeah. So I've had now during 2021, uh, three, three heart procedures, one of which was open heart surgery. So I have a nifty little six inch uh, battle scar from about here to here. Nice. Um, nice. We'll spare the viewers. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, from that, uh, it's healing well, uh, but I had that in July. Um, the short history is that um, heart disease runs in the family. And in 2018, when I was 40 years old, I had a stint dropped in to open up a blockage. Right. 
seemed to be going pretty well, recovered from that, went through rehab, was exercising, actually did something this past May called uh, a Murph challenge or a modified Murph challenge, which is a military inspired um, exercise challenge. Um, uh, We modified it, but you know, it's no, it's no small matter. Uh, Did it in about an hour. Um, So, you know, the real, real competitor stuff are people doing it in under 30 minutes, closer to like 20 minutes. It's pretty insane. But uh, my wife and my brother-in-law and I did that um, on Memorial Day. But uh, even since, uh, for like the last couple years, since I've had the, uh, the stent, I've also had what they call PBCs, which are premature ventricular contractions, which basically means most heart- people, it's just, it's just piping for the house. Right. Yeah. Most, yeah. It's, it's, it's piping for the house and also something that can mess with your heart. Uh, most, most people apparently have these PVCs. It's just like irregular beats, uh, that tissue in your heart muscle will throw. Um, some people feel them as, and call them palpitations. Um, I actually don't feel them when they've happened, but one of the, uh, one of the, one of the side effects of that is fatigue. And we've been trying to investigate that and medicate that for almost two years now and uh, with little success. And then separately, uh, basically, well, doctors had recommended ablation, which is basically they thread a catheter up to your heart and do an electrical study, uh, basically like an electrical stress test to figure out which parts of that heart muscle tissue are being overactive. And they cook them, basically. So they stop being overactive. And, um, I'm always, I'm I'm always wondering who was the first patient to say, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I'll have that. Well, it's, 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 it's runs parallel to the first person that ate lobster. So I'm trying, which as long as he had butter, it was probably a good experience. Right. Right. So I think that, but so you're, you know, we're trying to be sensitive to the situation. I, I have a bone my hand because yeah. I have so we were laughing when we first let did the lead in because I we, I have a a dog um, a blue nose pit which I don't know I can I can actually show you he's this is he's doing he's doing this mission and you were laughing at the beginning and yes that is that's an Islamic Christmas tree um, they're thinner <laughs> they're generally thinner than than uh than than christian christmas trees um and uh and the 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 presents have already been doled out uh so but yeah so we were talking because i because i was doing dog talk before right before we just hit record right and i and i was and i was laughing because I, I was chuckling because at any time this could get interrupted by either a a dog from your end or my five year old who's uh, in the room next door. Uh, she's either... peacocking a little bit. Right, she's, she's, she's like peacocking a little bit. <laughs> she's like coming up with outfits and then always coming in. She was wearing you know? a mask and knocking on the door, and yeah, which is <laughs> fine. She's on Christmas right. vacation, so she slept in today. She's she's still in her PJs. Uh, she's living her best life. She was occupied for like an hour drawing and singing while listening to her headphones, uh, and of course, uh, she she got discontent with that as soon as you and I were about to ready to press record. So. Um, I, I don't have a Christmas tree behind me, but this is our, our Christmas tree this year. Notice that it's a little bit wider. There's a star at the top. Yeah. You know, like, like I don't have any, I don't have any decorations. Um, generally, 
when I have friends, which this is going to sound really tragic, we I, I get a bunch of magazines and then we cut out the magazines and then put the things from the magazines inside the tree. So that's generally what we do. Um, so it's different every year. But uh, yeah, this is it. We're rocking it. It's happening. Yeah, ours, is, ours is currently ours is a little different every year. But yeah, so they they had scheduled me for this ablation in the summer but as a precaution scheduled me for an MRI to make sure there were no blockages that were maybe contributing to my irregular right. rhythm. We thought that was going to be just kind of a, you know, a green light process. turns out there was another blockage, uh, cath, a cath procedure, heart procedure. Number one revealed that it was in fact a blockage and it was the same. It was a blockage in the same spot where they had dropped a stint in 2018. Uh, but apparently my heart had grown a collateral artery. So my heart was actually being powered. So I wasn't experiencing any heart attack symptoms, even though I had a blockage. Mm -hmm. um, so because a coronary artery had, had formed um, and basically was powering the front of my heart muscle um, from an artery that had grown from the back. Uh, yeah. Doctors credit exercise for that, but uh, particularly hit exercise. Um, so went quickly from thinking I was just getting tested to uh, then proceed with an ablation to uh, being told that I needed a bypass with open heart surgery. So that happened in July. I recommend it if you recommend avoiding it if you can. Um, but uh, well, some people have hobbies. This is one of right. yours, you know. So now you're I'd much prefer, to it. right? I'd much prefer this not be a hobby. I'm I'm ready for this stuff to be over with as much as it can be. But it, uh, it has nothing to do with you buying a new home and wanting to enjoy it while everybody's at work. It has nothing to do with that. Right. On top right. of by on top of open heart bypass surgery, we we like a couple months later, maybe a month later, I don't know, we decided to put a contract on a house and we moved this fall. Um which was which was crazy, but oh, we love it. And, it's a great way uh, to get out of moving. Right. Moving your hey, yeah, I, I, I was on a weight restriction so I couldn't I couldn't lift anything, which was uh both both awesome and also frustrating because I couldn't couldn't be protect, productive and and assist the way I could, but uh, we made it through. All to say, recovery from bypass uh, settled and set in a lot of fatigue. Uh, and the sh and then the short of it is the, that um, the bypass did not resolve my irregular rhythm issue. And now the some issues that I was having before with respect to fatigue, but mainly uh, dizziness. So what they call the kind of orthostatic. <clears throat> Um, orthostatic hypotension, I think. It's when like you bend over and uh, stand back up or something like that, or kneel and then stand back up. Okay. My rhythm of my heart, likely, um, time will tell, but um, my irregular rhythm basically was throwing off my heart's management of that pressure. And so since my bypass, I actually fainted twice. And um, so instead of, uh, it's, instead of doing an ablation in January, late January, the doctors decided to scoot that up. So a couple weeks ago, I had an ablation that should, should have given my heart a regular rhythm. So I'm actually being monitored right here. I've got a nifty little device, okay. wireless, waterproof, sweatproof, that relays my heart rhythm for 30 days on a cell phone to my doctors. Um, but basically they did a, an electrical study they electrical stress test the heart. They identified where that overactive tissue was. And it was, they tell me it was what they expected to find. It was where they expected to find it. And once they treated it, they could not replicate 
uh, the problem. So basically they couldn't like trigger my heart into recreating those irregular rhythms. So theoretically my, my heart is in more sinus rhythm than we've seen, um, in, in a couple years for which I'm very grateful. Okay. Um, but I was on rest orders up until about a week ago. So I finally started exercising, um, about six days ago, um, which I'm happy about. Um, still get a little tired, but I'm optimistic for 2022. Um, cause 2021, uh, particularly the last six months has not exactly been fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'd like to not spend any time in the hospital next year. Um, yeah. but that's all to say, uh, that's why we have been, uh, disconnected here and, and not perpetuating crossing fades in the way that we had hoped and intended. So appreciate listeners, uh, um, and viewers being patient with us, but, uh, it's yeah. been a big year. You celebrated one year of your, of your cafe being open. Yeah. I celebrate one year of the cafe. I mean, it, you know, I don't, it's, I don't want, I'm not going to, I don't want to devalue, you know, your, you know, that any kind of medical issue it's profound and it's affected both of us, you know, we're trying to be there to support each other and we're, we're far away from each other. And, and, you know, there's, uh, it's, it is a little bit of, it's, I try not to do too much to try to reach, we used, we, but we bumped out what was in the can, but it's difficult because it's always good to have the two of us in a conversation with, with a third party or together. And, um, but uh, the business is flourishing, knock on wood, uh, that's happening. And it's been a crazy year, you know. This whole thing with Afghanistan. I was one of one of two non-governmental consultants on to, that on the neo the the, the non-combat evacuation uh, operation for Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't bear any responsibility for letting the people on. You know, just about a hundred thousand people got made got on planes. About eighty thousand of them had no business getting on a plane, um, and that's because the uh, um, the, the, the Department of State officials that were in charge basically said free flight, free visas, and 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 then there ended up being a flood into the airport, uh, the Kabul airport, and then on top of that, uh, there ended up being a black market of getting people on planes. Not uh, to mention the other operations that were going on. A lot of people raised money for the Afghan crisis, but then didn't that money never made it to any actual programming? People actually. Uh, you know, it'd be great if the Department of Justice started going after some of these people. Um, so that was my struggle for the last, uh, I don't know, four months along. The, and then on top of that, getting involved with uh, um, the U Ukraine. I, I consulted on conflict monitoring the Ukraine uh, with the Russians in the Donbass. And I've been helping draft some policy, as everybody knows. And as you know, I serve any whatever administrations in, in power, uh, whatever whatever regime is in charge in this, you know, in this, this case is the Biden regime. I've uh, been trying to give them op uh, options for negotiating with the Russians. Uh, and so it's been non, it's been nonstop. And now we've got this whole COVID thing. So, yeah. well, I, COVID two, COVID three, okay. I don't, I don't know what it's called <laughs> uh, because I feel like this is going to perpetuate, but uh, yeah, the, the lack of access to, tests and, and treatments and stuff like that. Um, I, so I have the, 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 the who's a, what's a so-and-so I have the, the, uh, was it uh, Moderna? Yeah. The vaccine vaccine. Well, I, 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 here's the thing. vaccine. Somebody needs to tell, decide what a vaccine is because this is true. 
my yeah. my problem is and i'm so i have the vaccine and i'm all for it and i think if you don't get the vaccine then i i feel like that's your fault your it's your choice but it's your fault if something happens to you so but here's the problem my mindset of a vaccine like all the government service i've done and everything that that, that travels i've got the typhoid i got i got it all because i've been deployed overseas many times this one you still get the vac you get the vaccine but you still can get it it doesn't eliminate well sure. so i don't and i so if someone needs to get on and talk about okay this is a vaccine and this is really a preventative measure that's not ne- necessarily a vaccine so i think somebody needs to get on like the the chemical companies or the pharmaceutical companies to actually come up with an actual vaccine that, that eliminates the ability to for you to get something like polio. You know, it eliminated polio yeah. more or less, you know, or measles, mumps, or rubella, or the chicken pox, and all that stuff. Yeah. Because I got it. I ended up getting it, and it was terrible. Um, even though I had the vaccine, because I went to, like, the quick care. Do you guys have quick cares there down in? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I went to the quick care, and they were like, don't come here because we don't want anybody to get it's contagious, you know, to get it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And so I so then I was like, what? Then I went to the hospital and they said, well, you're really not showing symptoms. So you just really need to go home because there's no there's no like respiratory, this, that, whatever it is. And I go, are you? So my question really was, and this is we didn't want to get political on this. We're not getting political. But so I was really sick like the last two weeks. And I and they said, well, you got to just got to go home. And I go, go home and what? And they go, well, just got to go home and and not die. And I go, (laughs) why? I, like, like I said, you know, if, if symptoms get bad, then come in, but just don't get, just don't die. And I go, that, it doesn't seem like, I just, it doesn't seem like if I have a vaccine that that should, that, that, that should be the advice. Yeah. But, um, and so, you know, you quarantine up and you, you hunker yeah. down. It was, it was terrible. So, yeah. so, but- so my last month, and my last four months, but the last month has been a little crazy. And, you know, of course, because you have a place, you have a, uh, you know, you have a restaurant or whatever, you can't go in, you can't do any yeah. stuff. So you got to count on, on everybody to run it. Um, but uh, I think that the last, the last, the bottom half of 2021, particularly the last quarter for the two of us have been really strange. And so, uh, you know, we saw the downfall of Afghanistan, the fall of Afghanistan. And then, uh, you know, we spent, 20 years and, and billions of dollars to replace the Taliban with the Taliban, right? That's the, right. That's yeah. the, that's, uh, so, and, uh, and I'm trying really hard to figure out what this administration is doing. Although the campaign, I ran a campaign to get Ambassador Halazat, who I think is one is the chief culprit, um, who I know is the chief culprit in, in, uh, in, in what happened with Afghanistan to resign. And he, that was a huge win about a month ago to get him to resign, force his resignation. Uh, so he basically has had a stranglehold on Afghan policy since the Reagan era. So, um, but yeah, it's been a rough year. I mean, the health issues, the backs and forths and, and all this other stuff. So we felt compelled to close out this season with just a a bunch of excuses. And then on top of that, uh, say (laughs) we've got, Oh my God, we've got something crazy planned for next year. What is it? Um, so I've been working this last month on speakers, so we can have uh, I pull out my Rolodex and I think I texted you and said, let's get some let's get yeah. some crazy speakers on, you know, let's get Richard Land on. Let's get Copeland. <laughs> I just, I love Copeland on. Come on. I would love to have, <laughs> you know, that he started a bunch of movies. Yeah. 
yeah. bunch of Jesus movies. I'll just say like, we're well, we expect more guests. We're not gonna not gonna name a roster right now, but we're no, we're, we're not naming more, a roster. This is we expect this is more guests being in twenty twenty two. Speculative, yeah. but uh, so what we're we're trying to get so we're gonna get you know pull out our Rolodex and, and try to get and get some good speakers and get everything back and forth so we can we can get to the meat and potatoes and stuff. And now that that Matthew is big and better and smarter, you know that they found out that there's no cure for mental illness, no matter how much they operate. <laughs> he's stuck with it. <laughs> so, so I got to ask you. I, I'm, I'm noticing it's the holidays. I'm noticing uh, your beard, your beard is looking a little less Arabian and a little more Saint Nick. I'm very woolly. It's very yeah, woolly. It's very, it's very um, like fluffy and curly. It's kind of cur- curling up like a lot of the Santa Claus beards. You yeah, can pull it I mean, off. I, I think I could do a. You know, that's the problem. Is that is it a compliment when people that's say a compliment. play Santa Claus? Because I, I think a lot I'm of just, times. Not you, because you can't see the rest. <laughs> so I've been slimming down and getting myself together. And then everybody's been saying, you should play Santa Claus. And I'm like, you just call me fat? Because if that's what you're doing, I really I was, need that right now. I was making no comment on your bowl full of jelly. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, I feel so much better now. So, um, you know, well, I, have, I don't know if you've seen some of the, the posts on, on, our, on our Insta of all kinds of so. I have a tendency to do a lot of crazy holidays. I think it's license you know, to, to just do uh, nutso holiday cards and all kinds of other good stuff. So um, I'm very passionate about the, you know, this, the, you know, the, 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 what's it called sweater, the Christmas sweater. And then on top yeah, of that, ugly, ugly Christmas sweater, ugly Christmas cards. I'm very passionate about that. Oh, so, okay. um, but we, we, we were going to close out with uh, holiday traditions and, you were gonna hit me with some stick, some questions about multi faith Christmases. Yeah, yeah. So I figured I, uh, I know. I, growing up, I had my own. We had our own uh, array of different Christmas traditions. But uh, given your religious background, particularly your family um, from a rather multi faith background, I was curious if there, you had any memories or traditions that stuck out to you uh, that 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 could be interesting. I mean, most of the time we we had a tree. Our most of the holidays were celebrated. Or, most of the holidays are celebrated at my aunt's house, who's Jewish. So, yeah. so that's upstate in Utica. So, um, which is it's not the Christmas is peculiar. They have a. I'll have to take a picture, get a picture of it. But they have all these little Christmas trees, and about three hundred of them littering the house. And you have, and you have to be very very careful not to break any of them. And then Utica is very passionate about its branding. So you do stuff like they have this thing called chicken riggies, which is just rigatoni with chicken in it. But that's what mm-hmm. they call it. Um, Utica greens. Their branding is really, really good. So it's it's a special kind of salad. Uh, they have uh, tomato pie and all kinds of other stuff. So that's generally the tradition. Um, my sister's tradition is not giving gifts and acting like uh, she... Uh, is just landed on this planet and, and, and gifts are, gifts are, we're giving gifts this year. She does that and generally promises dinners that she never gets. So I've got 17 <laughs> to, to, to 20 years worth of dinners that I have not received. Um, although this year, I think she was hazed into buying gifts. Uh-huh. Uh, my, I just had Christmas at my la- on Monday with my mother and father, because they're going up to Utica and I'm stuck here. I'm, uh, I, I'm I, I'm like that song, you know. I'm I'm alone during Christmas, 
So <laughs> it's very tragic. Um, so I, we never we never got into the what is or isn't Christmas and what traditions are and aren't because it's just a heavily so we're heavily everybody's heavily socialized with it. And I don't see a problem with celebrating the holiday. I never saw that problem. We never had any diversity, never controversy, I think, associated with celebrating Christmas. Although yeah. I would think that the missteps of of tradi- of um, a practice pr- happened quite a bit. Um, but generally what happens on Christmas is a Christmas Eve situation and Christmas Day is kind of like blah. Yeah. That means anything. Yeah. And then there's a lot of shopping going on post because there's a lot of sales. Right. There are a lot of sales. So apparently that's like, <laughs> it's like a big windfall for the family. And it, it, it's, I think it's kind of like a give. It's like, if we celebrate Christmas, everybody. And, and so when I say celebrate, like I have a tree. Um, you know, yeah. And, and uh, I got made fun of because I bought wrapping paper and unbeknownst to me, it was black Santa. So like so, so everybody goes, what are you what statement are you making? I go, I, I don't I don't know. You know, like I was like, I don't know. What what, what did I do? You know, so everybody got gifts of black Sam Santa, which I think is fine, but apparently people notice it right away. So I don't know what, what statement that has to say about our country or what's going on, but I I didn't I didn't realize it was black yeah. Santa. I didn't, well, I, didn't I mean our our Anglo Santa our traditional Anglo-Santa probably isn't any more historically accurate if we're talking about the historic. Well, it's Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola made Santa, right? Didn't well, they? sure. Well, I don't know. Uh, who knows? I'm, I'm fogging well, that. Green. But the, the, the historic St. Nick is from present-day Turkey. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, so he was Islamic adjacent. Let's just right. be honest. It's your, it's so, your people. He yeah, was, a Christian, he was so, a Christian bishop. The historic one was a Christian bishop. Well, in Eastern Orthodoxy, wasn't he? Wasn't right. he Eastern Orthodox? He was like in a he was like a Syriac Syriac Orthodox, wasn't uh, he? I think that this predates the uh, the schism. So because he was dates. Yeah, so he, he predates. Must, must have been. He must have been. No, he was born like around two two eighty A.D. Maybe he was in a Sian. Was he one of those guys? Eighty two eighty. I don't know. Are right, we gonna, so to, we have to talk a little bit about religion? So, yeah, yeah. Well, so in the multi-faith uh, note, I actually uh, credit the seeds of my multi-faith interests and maybe aptitudes uh, to the holidays because not all the time, but frequently we were sharing um, Christmas with my, uh, the Christmas season with my Jewish aunt and uncle and three, what, uh, who had become eventually three uh cousins of mine mm. uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, so we were either with them in uh, Pittsburgh, uh, I think. I think we went there a couple times at least. Otherwise, most of the time we were uh, all converging on grandparents' homes in Maryland, um, a place called Damascus, Maryland, just outside of D.C. Okay. And the, uh, the so, Syriac Orthodox Church is because uh, they're in Dem- they're in they're in Damascus, right. aren't they? Right. <laughs> Okay. He'll, he'll be here all, all right. week, folks. Um, anyway, so like Hanukkah naturally overlaps, and uh, they did some, you know, they celebrated some of our 
our Christmas traditions. Uh, my uncle had, had grown up Christian and then converted to Judaism um, when, when he met uh, my aunt. And so uh, that was kind of just a regular thing for us and hmm. uh, pretty, pretty fond of those memories uh, growing up. Um, otherwise, uh, one of my favorite um, traditions within our own family, my parents used to have uh, Christmas Eve dinner was always a thing. And my mom's always been very much into gourmet cooking. And so there was a specific meal that she cooked virtually every Christmas hmm. Eve. And it was, uh, there were Cornish hens, Cornish game hens, right? The little, yeah. little mini, mini chickens yeah, <laughs> uh, with stuffing. And she does these, uh, sauteed green beans, caramelized sauteed green beans with uh, pearl onions. Um, and that was always a, always a tradition. Uh, it's nice. no, it's no small task, but it was always super yummy. Um, so basically everybody, you know, they're so small, right? They, everybody gets basically a whole chicken. That's <laughs> or, cool. Um, and they were, had, had the stuffing inside. So, uh, I don't, I don't know that I've ever replicated. I've definitely replicated the green beans. Those are fairly easy, but I don't know that I've ever replicated the, the Cornish game hens. Okay. So what, so what's a uh, lightning round? What's your favorite Christmas song? Um, um, what child is this to the melody of green sleeves? Oh, I thought you were 100%. asking me a question. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> do, do you have a favorite Christmas song, Christmas Carol? I like the, I like the Charlie Brown, like the piano. Yeah. You know, it's a Charlie Brown song. You know, yeah, like that gets heavy it, rotation it, in this house. I think yeah. there's, there's a there's a Green Sleeves version of that. I think really? on that yeah, album, so maybe. So that you know, mm -hmm. that it's I think it's like Lucy and Linus. I think it's the it's that's the song. I like that one. You know, where it's like dun 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 dun. dun that, that one where they're like. So I like that one. And uh, what's your Christmas movie? Oh gosh, Christmas movie. I know if I say Die Hard, people will uh, rip me to shreds. Mine's <laughs> on for Red October, so I don't. Mine's on for Red October because you got, you got it's it's at the end. It ends with him in a in a seat with uh, with a bear coming home for Christmas. So to me, yeah. that that's that's always my Christmas movie. Hunt for Red October. I don't, I don't know if I, I have, have any. I don't have any like favorite favorite Christmas movies, oh, but not like, it's a wonderful life or that that, that no. miracle on twenty seventh street, twenty fourth street, forty second street, thirty fourth street. I think right. Right, that one. What about you're, what the, about you're that? the New Yorker? Why don't you know? Yeah, that? but I, I never was into those. <laughs> My sister was into those movies. That they're too. It didn't make any sense to me. I, I didn't know what was going on. I, I, I lost my attention really fast. So I was I was pretty much a lost lamb, uh, pun intended, until. Um, until Red Hump for Red October, which is like 1990. Yeah, that's like that. I, that movie is it's great. It's, yeah. I, I, I get so excited. What a great I mean, Christmas gift. Gift. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, I obviously uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase is a no-brainer. A Christmas Story. Yeah. I mean, A Christmas Story gets heavy play. My mom can't stand that movie. Yeah, my dad likes that like Christmas it. Story because it reminds him of his childhood or right. Was well, and I I think it, it it makes me think. It makes me imagine what my what my dad's childhood may have been like, and I and I sure. I'm not sure if he would would say so, but like, you know, all the toys and stuff that they're they're playing around with, and and the uh, you know the coats with the with the idiot mittens, um, I think that's all kind of ripe for for that era, um, and then more you know more recently, Will Ferrell's Elf uh, is right still makes us laugh so much. <laughs> But there, yeah, there it is. Char Charlie Brown Christmas. What child is this? They've got a, they have a version. It's the second track. Yeah, and there's I a whole album. Movie. And so, uh, so that's the deal. So, 
And, and, then, and I, let me interject this one thing. I, it was, I think it was recorded in May or released in 2020. I could be wrong about the date. Um, but uh, John Legend recorded a song with Carrie Underwood, I think, called Hallelujah. Uh, I did these two. It's a beautiful song. Um, so that's a that's a more recent favorite. And I was right. It was 2020. You know, Rockefeller, you know, Rockefeller, you know, center and the tree and the skating. I mean, all it's just how could you not get involved? So I, I have you, have you been to Rockefeller I, Center at Christmas? Yeah, I've done it all, you know, yeah. and, I, you know, and, and generally it's so like next week, I probably go down the city for a night or two and and we'll spend some time, you know, I will spend some time walking around the park. And I, I just, you know, the thing is, is that anybody who says they don't celebrate it. It's like, come on. And, 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 and I, you know, I, I've never. I never got through, got understood this whole, we're going to say Merry Christmas again, because I think everybody says Merry Christmas. I've never, I, I don't never gotten into this whole thing about people saying happy right. holidays and not saying Merry Christmas. Cause I'll say Eid Mubarak and, and, uh, or, or happy Eid or whatever you want to say. And then, but I always say, happy, you know, Merry Christmas, all that stuff. So yeah, sure. I, unaffected by this stuff, but I've always kind of powered through with a lot of, a lot of things that was part of the agenda. If you're, going to push i'm gonna say integration because i think that's wrong if you're going to push that that everybody has their own traditions and that most of these traditions have, have shared uh, eat, eat eat you celebrate with food <laughs> you you buy gifts you know what I mean? you go to you have to make it's like a gauntlet of going from to from every to all these relatives houses it's the same thing christmas so i don't i don't know you know, the only, I think, unique holiday is Thanksgiving and maybe Halloween. Those are the only two, like, really unique ones, you know. Well, in, in North America? Yeah, that are kind of semi-universal. And uh, although Halloween's become controversial, I know that I, I, I had a, a witch friend of mine who just went off about it. And I was like... I don't know how, I don't know how, what we're talking about, because apparently there's a lot of stuff that I misunderstood about it. And I go, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be wallowing in my misunderstanding because it just seems like it's funner. Um, so what, so what, what was her, what was like the summary of her, her gripe? Was she a witch? She was a Wiccan. She had a, a, a ritualistic thing and felt that. So she it took was, it seriously. Well, my argument was that um, Halloween should not be taken seriously because I think it's transcended the witch hunt into popular culture. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know if we're really, anybody thinks about scaring demons away. I don't, I don't know if anybody takes that seriously anymore. I don't believe it to be so. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, inter that's interesting to hear that. Um, uh, from a Wiccan because I mean that you, you see the same kind of sentiment from Christians about Christmas, right? The marketing, like the right. marketing and the stuff, you know, this, the stuff and the sales and um, becomes more about gifts than it is the birth of Christ. Right. So it's interesting right. to hear that perspective from a Wiccan about Halloween uh, because you, you do still have Christians um, who, who object or are at least somewhat uncomfortable about doing the Halloween thing. Uh, even though, like you said, you know, most people just treat it as a as a time to be have fun and dress up and get candy. 
Well, I got the, um, so for, for, we've had the Hanukkah up for, for Hanukkah. And then we put a, like a little tree situation. And then someone brought in the, uh, the, the crush, crush set. Does that mean crush, crush? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's the, uh, it's the, 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 the uh, manger scene. Oh yeah. The, um, <laughs> crush like that as no. in the band i don't know is it or the movie the, um, i i have no idea what, term, the, what word the they were saying the nativity scene right but they call what it they a, call it? a crush set a crush I, like something that was something that word. i have no idea anyways um i had a lot of fun with the staff hiding the baby jesus oh so, yeah so i i well i didn't say a lot of fun i just i basically said you guys are hiding the baby jesus because i think that you got it that's what you got to do and i was like just don't hide it in food so um so they they basically have hidden the baby jesus and then i uh made sure that they saw the scene from talladega nights where that's a table talking about the baby jesus do you know what i'm talking about yes i do so that yeah because i feel like that's a really that's a great christmas movie yeah Yeah. (laughs) like i just think that's that's probably my top christmas movie but if you could ask me, my favorite is Hunter Red October, but I do believe Talladega Nights is probably the definitive Christmas movie out there because it's it it starts with the baby. It's the whole baby Jesus business. Yeah, no? <laughs> and I think it's the only movie that talks about baby Jesus. What do you think? It does. I mean, it does talk about baby Jesus. Like I don't know a lot of movies that talk about one. the baby Jesus. <laughs> That aren't like a documentary. I mean, we can't, you know, I'm not going to. But I think that that's the. So Talladega Nights would be a, a, a solid number two for me. <laughs> well, well, let me like ask you this on the baby Jesus. What about? Um, front. Now, Easter would be a different thing because Muslims don't believe that Jesus was actually crucified right um right but and, you know we, like, what, like, but you and, guys believe in isa right and so isa had to have a birth do you do you guys believe in the virgin birth yeah 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 so yeah. The, like it's it's the same story except for the blood sacrifice so that's the issue right so messiah greeted like a king virgin birth immaculate conception all that stuff is like is on it's the problem is, is the crucifixion. God can't die. And the idea of, so I just had this conversation with a friend and we were, he was talking about, well, the amazing thing is, is that, you know, God came down as a, as a person to feel and, you know, and, and experience life and then, and then uh, absolve us of, 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 you know, pr- provide salvation for us. And, and so, you know, and I said, well, there's a lot of examples of God coming down, you know, there's, or God's coming down to us, whether it be, um, you know, the Anunnaki or whether it be Prometheus or whether it be the Greek gods that came in our image um, or who are people. Uh, and I, and I said, so it's, it's troublesome because the idea of an all seeing all, you know, an, an omnipotent and, and merciful God would be, um, who who we can only understand 
a sliver of, of who that is. Um, it's troublesome to have the embodiment of God on, on earth um, and then have him die. Um, and then have him require a blood sacrifice of himself. These are all troublesome components. But I don't want to get controversial. But no, the no. but but the Messiah. We, we know those Messiah, are some sticking points. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, and we should. You and I. Why don't we do a post Christmas unpacking of of the, the the core challenge, and then from us to go into you know some of the theological elements. So we can get into that if you want. I think that the the challenge is that virgin birth. Messiah betrayed, um, or priesthood, all that stuff is, is all part of, of the Islamic tradition. Uh, as Isa, Jesus is, is a prophet and, uh, it's been a long time since I even discussed the theology, but there's this whole, there's a couple of lines within the, within the, within the, um, uh, within the gospels that said that, that where Jesus said, you know, that he's going to reveal more and that's the prelude, yeah. uh, uh, to Muhammad coming, right? So, uh, <laughs> see, we we read that and believe it's Paul and the yeah, Holy Spirit. It acts. Don't get me going about Paul being the liar and all this. I can't. I can't. Oh, God, there's a reason why Peter. Uh, sorry, I, I had to point that out because I knew it'd mess with you. And Paul was dumped uh, two miles out of, of Rome in a you know no nothing church. Okay, let's not let's not muddy the water with it. <laughs> I triggered you. <laughs> It is. It's a trigger. It's a trigger. Why you gotta? I thought for sure you'd give me the gift of not of not talking about Paul through the Christmas. Not at all, man. Hey, no, man. No, no, you, no. you talk about Jesus pre-authenticating uh, future 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 knowledge. I mean, so I can't let it go. Days, at the end of days, you know, has a Jesus coming back with the Mahdi, and and and, and that's that's how it happened. So to open up a can on the uh, on the Antichrist, all that stuff's the same. So, like I said, you just have that little sliver. Of, uh, of of the cross, I mean, and and so, I, which is fine. Well, we'll be, we can debate that. Uh, we can debate it. So I think that. Uh, but anyways, just had the convert these conversations with a friend of mine. We were chatting back and forth. We we're having a bagel earlier this week and uh, and discussing the core components of of uh, of the crucifixion and and uh, Pontius Pilate and how Pontius met with Jesus. And I go well. I says it seems really peculiar that he would meet with Jesus, but if he did, I mean, we know who Pontius was because we have very good records of the type right. of guy he was, and so I think we should we should well maybe let's unpack maybe the next conversation we'll unpack Pontius and we'll unpack the crucifixion, the Islamic tradition, and view of the crucifixion. There's three major views, um, and then we can get into god god existing outside of himself which you know it, which is peculiar to us so um in in person form and why would he do that why, why you know what, what would be the reasoning behind that it makes and so and because he and maybe, loves us he loves us either either way what difference That's the answer make? Honestly, you, honestly, you know I want to go down here. I want I want to take the bait, but that was not the purpose of this particular episode. I know it's not. It's not you know, like <laughs> we're restraining ourselves. I know we we really are because Paul, you know, like if, if second you start getting into Paul's lies and and, and oh stop and it, the church, it's, it's outrageous. Oh stop it. Uh, Wish we could hang out during the holidays together, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see each other this year. So this year I'll take a ride down. We'll see what's going on. We're gonna celebrate at the uh, in front of Athena. Uh, 
because we know that uh, even though you're you're an evangelical, you're closet greek uh worshiper right because you live right near the parthenon <laughs> that's right there for, for those of you unfamiliar uh nashville has a full-size replica of the greek parthenon it, it's crazy yeah it's, and then, it was yeah yeah it, it's it was pretty cool built on the site uh that was formerly the world's fair and uh there's actually a full size again inside a full-size replica of this athena statue among many other um I think they're pretty much all replicas, uh, but Athena is so big that um, how big oh. is she? <laughs> okay, so, so, sorry. so tall. <laughs> Athena is so tall that she's. If you look up, uh, you can Google it. But the picture of the Athena statue that was in the, the part that I'm one or at least one of her hands is holding up, and there's another Greek mythical character. I'm blanking on who it is. Prometheus. Prometheus? I have no idea. I'm just making this up. I'm just trying to Icarus. Kind of I think it, it I want to say Icarus. Icarus. Anyway, it doesn't look like it when you're in the room, but he's like six feet tall. Like Love so, it. so the figure in the figure in her hand is the size of you and me, right? Full Love sized. It. Like well, and, I mean, and yeah. she's like, you know, it it looks like this in her hand. Love um, it. So it's pretty remarkable. Um, so yeah, it's, and, uh, so we're going to relive Na my childhood. Nashville, was... Nashville was frequently referred to as the Athens of the South. Um, because you have a lot of, a lot of roads coming here. You have three interstates that, that, that cross three interstates alone now that, that cross through, uh, Nashville. And, uh, um, we have the, the Titans, right? The Tennessee Titans is, uh, is the mascot. So you cool. kind of have a, some of that Greek lore, um, that has Love followed it. Nashville for, for generations. But yeah, uh, I, I was at the world's fair in 84. My parents brought me there. So we'll have to relive, uh, go, we'll have to go, go do a few on-site businesses and then, uh, we'll have to go to the yeah. Parthenon and uh and and hang out a little bit yeah. so i think they're just they're just seeds at this point right now but it's plausible that i actually might make a trip up to up to dc this year uh, i haven't been for a while i haven't been pre until except like before the pandemic so well you got to come to america you and you and your wife and your child should come to america come and to america. experience well because you guys are like this is the original 13 colonies new york oh. is to see the american <laughs> revolution the french and indian war the dutch history so this is Anybody on the other side of the Appalachian Trail and uh, and anybody who's not part of the original 13 colonies doesn't really know exactly what it means to be an American. So, so uh, John, I, I mean, should... people in our nation right now are, are, are chattering about secession, which I think is a terrible idea, but they want to break up blue states and red states. And you're just like, nope, that's not the plan. The original 13 and then everybody else is gone. <laughs> no, my whole it, it never really happened. All those states are like faux states. We 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 gave them statehood, but it we we all know the reality of it. I mean, the West Coast, I would I'll give like California, I'll give some of the West Coast stuff, but and and Nevada because I used to live in Nevada and I love that. But 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 everybody else, I'm I'm pretty much all that statehood. Those were all just nods to make people feel good about themselves. So <laughs> You know, you have to be original 13 colonies to you have to be grow up and be so heavily socialized with, you know, British regulars and all that other stuff. In you're order just gonna to like, really, you're just going to redraw the map so that like all the 13 colonies just go straight westward, like on latitude lines. That would actually be great. 
that's actually a really good idea. Or just make the middle of the country one big state and let Texas go. Bye. Let them go. I would love just let them. Do We're trying really hard thing. to not be political. Today. Well, that's not political. These are all. This is all facts. They want to leave anyways. Let them do their thing. I mean, who cares? John's a big I fan mean, of alternate histories. Well, <laughs> I'm not. I just I feel. You know, I can't. So I met. I told you I met the Prince of Wales once, right? Did I tell you that story? I don't know. All right, we'll end with this. We'll end with right. this. So right. we, I was doing a a. I am a, Welsh, by the way, Scottish and uh, Welsh by background. You know that the, the uh, Hawkins, I think, is, is a Welsh is I, Hawkins. I think is a Welsh name. Anyway, go. I just spoke about the United Kingdom this morning, and the United Kingdom is Wales is a Scotland and Northern Ireland, and then of course you know. The, the the general whatever we consider to be England, so um, I I really don't know. Apparently, London is a separate state now. I, I have no idea. I'm very confused. Is anytime a Brit starts explaining to me such like the, how their government and country is organized, I I, I literally spin, like I start to just completely like a noise comes in my head. I'm like, can we just no? But there's no two answers that are the same. So, anyways, um, so I was going to meet the Prince of Wales, who uh because I was involved in an agricultural project with DFID, the Department of Foreign and International Development, which is uh, their, their, their equivalent to USA, the United States Agency for International Development, so it's the British equivalent, and that we were doing agriculture in Afghanistan, and they were going to fund it. So the guy is in charge of, the, of, of planting uh, pomegranate trees, um, is, uh, who later uh, was found, was, uh, was investigated on fraud, and, and, and in part because of me. Um, well, because I found, I found out that what they were doing wasn't actually what they were saying they were doing. So, uh, uh, don't do business with me if you're doing something illegal and want to be reported. So, um, cause I'm, I believe it, I believe in not wasting taxpayer dollars, even if it's British taxpayer dollars. So, um, <laughs> even if it is, all right. So, uh, but, um, uh, I ended up going to say, we're going to meet the Prince of Wales. We're going to meet the Prince of Wales. So I go, okay, you know, and I, you know, I do stuff with the Baroness of Winterbourne. She was on the white board at, Amer at American Islamic Congress and helps with a lot of women's empowerment programming and like uh, MP Wolf and, and uh, uh, Kamal, MP Kamal. So I do a lot of business with them, but I don't really get into the titles because it, it could get worrisome. And so we're going to meet with the Prince of Wales, we're going to meet with the Prince of Wales. Okay. And, uh, and so we're sitting down in front of this guy and we're talking back and forth and I go, you know, I don't know what. You're a uh, Prince of Wales, Prince of Wales, is that it? Prince of Wales? Yeah, I think that's it. And and I go, you know, I got to stop the meeting right now because you really look like that guy from the 80s who was who was, uh, who was was uh, married to Diane. And he goes, well, I am the same guy. I go, you were, you're Prince Charles? And he goes, yeah. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah. And I go, I don't, I go, okay. And so the guy next to me was a Brit, was mortified, and um, and and I and he and I go, well, you have to. I said, so well, I'll try to, to warm this over. So you have to excuse me because I'm the highest evolution of Brit, and and uh, as a New Yorker, we've you know thrown away the shackles of of monarchy, and he just lost it, started laughing, and uh, and I go, I said, so are we good? Oh, that's awesome. I said, are we good? And he goes, he goes, yeah, I go, because I honestly did not put two and two together. And how would I know? Because we're, you know, we've just, we, you know, 
we left uh, a long time ago, and but we're heavily socialized with all the you know British regulars and you know oh, lobster, all this stuff. And uh, but I didn't know, I didn't put two and two together. But I was like, God, I have to. <laughs> everything I, you know amazing. how, you know, you know how I operate. I always turn around. I go. I always say whatever I need to say so I can look at myself in the mirror. And I and I said so I and I'm not don't have any regrets. So I just said I had to say something because you really looked like that guy. And he goes, I am that guy. And so, and I've seen him twice afterwards, and he 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 he's joked about it. So I think oh that's amazing. Good. But but that but that's a perfect example of how someone from the original thirteen colonies would not only make a faux pas. But actually, make it turn it into an advantage because they're able to talk about British history in the Seven Years' War, which is what they call the French and Indian War, and all this other good stuff. So that's funny. That's amazing. So that's my. So that's, my, uh, that's that's. So we're going to open up our you, Rolodex. You, you've had you've had some you've had some fun stories. That might that's my new favorite. Is it? I think I think that's my new favorite John Benna story. That's yeah, remarkable. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, the, the, I had two people in the room that were with me and they were mortified. And the guy that's standing in the corner, which I don't know if he was a bodyguard or a servant, he looked at me like, do I kill this guy now? Can I, like, he looked like I, he had a look at his face that was like, I believe that this is grounds. Like this is, we can do this now. And, uh, and afterwards when I left, um, the gentleman who would later be indicted for fraud, said God, i never he goes i i never would have thought the conversation would have gotten that gone down that road and then and he actually gave us funding for for uh this project so yeah. so it did work um but it's funny and i don't know That's is he awesome. gonna be king or something i try or the is the are the kids gonna be does anybody know we gotta get a brit on to talk yeah. about this maybe i can get if you don't know i don't know but yeah well may, know maybe in the new year this has been crossing phase december 2021 the final episode of the year. Um, thank you for those of you who have listened to us and uh, we expect some good things in the new year, uh, particularly as my heart health uh, seems to have been resolved and uh, hopefully functioning a little more normal um, and better. Yeah. John, thanks, season thanks. nine, beginning 2022. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be tearing it up. So thanks so much for listening and, and we appreciate everybody. And we're thankful for all of our listeners and that Matt is uh is still around for our for our uh, next season you know we'll hopefully get through this next thing without any major operations this has been crossing phase with matt hawkins and john penna a podcast of roll top productions if you like what you hear and would like to help defray the cost of the show consider sponsoring us on patreon by visiting crossingphase.com crossing phase is available on all your favorite podcast outlets including itunes google podcast overcast iHeartRadio, spotify and tune in Appreciate your review of our program, especially in the iTunes store. Let us know what you think of the show via Twitter at MTHawk, at JT Pinna, or at Crossing Phase. Music for this episode is courtesy Vajra, whose music is available at TheVajraTemple.com, Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. Show notes for this episode and more are available at CrossingFaze.com. <laughs>